Hi, I'm Coach Emilio. Welcome to the Escuela del Sur. If you are a sports coach, do you want to find more freedom in your decisions and opportunities and find solutions in the day-to-day -day work of your profession? This podcast is for you. I will tell you from my experience as a coach in Dubai and interviews with coaches around the world, the habits, techniques, valuable background, and tools that can guide you and give you more results with less effort. I invite you to give your coaching career more possibilities and confidence in the competitive world of sport. Listen to our episode to get ideas to optimize your professional profile with continuous improvement so you can get more results, improving your quality of life along with your profession and your passion. We start. Sips, uh, explain me please who is the system, the structure in South Africa gymnastic life? You enter on the first steps and who you go forward. Yeah, well, it's got a it's got an easy structure because you you from the young age you get like those participating um levels where it's it's fun, it's fun for, for everyone. So your basic basic level would be like gym stars where you learn like a basic routine. Recreation. Yeah, recreation. So you do that. And usually for those, you don't always um, you don't always have your nationals, but they're more of your inter-club competitions. Just basically showcasing your skills to... In the town clubs. or the state? No, no, in, in the club. Ah, yeah. In the club. So you get your gym clubs competition, invitations, clubs against clubs. And then you have your then you have your level ones from level one up to up to level 10. I don't know if they've changed the structure since but this since is like US thing, it's like I would say I'll I'll say <laughs> look at the the USA mm -hmm. um structure, it's similar to that. Okay. But of course our routines are different and skill sets and requirements are also different. I mean, the training and, committee makes some changes. Yeah, they make changes. And yeah, routines sometimes change over time. And then after your, after your level 10, then you get your, your junior, your junior Olympic level, which is you, which is your, um, which is your platform to to make your own routines. And you need to have, just like um, senior FIG, you've got nine skills and 10 is dismount. Yeah. Got your nine skills, number 10 is dismount. And then in junior, I think they had um, six. And then I think number seven is your, your dismount. And then- For each apparatus. Yeah, for each for each app, you get a certain number of groups that you need to tick off, and you can pick how many you can have, and how many major skills are gonna contribute to your start value, and so on. And yeah, and then you get Senior Olympic, which is your international FIG standard, mm -hmm. and yeah, 
And who is the instructor about facilities? You have a um, main uh, national training center in South Africa. Um, we do have a national. We do have a national training center, which is in Centurion. And yeah, we'd usually have our nationals there. Whenever there's trials, we'd usually go up there and do them. You travel from Durban to there. Yeah, travel from Durban to there. You know, we either drive or fly there. How many hours? If you're driving, it takes around seven hours. And like flights is about an hour, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's about, yeah, it's about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour flight there. But um, yeah, we usually use the high performance sensor for, for like training or any any major event like for trials for Africa Championships or or hosting or looking forward to the next big thing, you know, would usually go there. But every year they'll change around every time for for like nationals. Nationals would be in a performance center or maybe they can come everyone comes to Durban or sometimes down to Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you must to live in other cities, or you was all the time your town? Um, no, we'd usually travel. We'd usually travel there, and some sometimes we'll travel like a week in advance for the competition. And if we're gonna have a training camp, then that's also extends as well. So yeah, most of the time, trained trained in Durban, only traveled for competitions. Yeah, okay, great. We go with the next question. Experience like a coach. Where's your philosophy of coaching? Man, yeah, co- yeah, coaching is a that's a that's a fun department. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's fun. Um, <clears throat> for coaching, I can honestly, I found it a bit challenging because. Uh, I mean, you deal with different, you deal with different um, kids every time, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's almost feels like you're dealing with, you're dealing with yourself in the process, because as a coach, you don't just, I cannot teach you a forger the same way as I'll teach someone else, because personality is different. There's also doubt for for kids, especially when they're still young and they're terrified. For the thinking. first time, they never yeah. tried before. So it's 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 quite a challenge. And you, as a coach, the one thing I've told myself is, I have to be patient because it 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 doesn't help anyone if I'm getting frustrated and. The kid is crying because I'm getting frustrated for not for not getting the results that I need. So I've basically told myself, I'm gonna be patient, work it nice and slow, and eventually we'll get it right. So that is my that is my take as a coach, is patience. Lots of patience. It might it might get frustrating at times, but yeah. Gotta, you gotta have the patience if you if you have a coach and get results. And from where you bring this uh, approach? Um, basically from observing, because I, I at some point in my in my coaching um, history, 
yeah, I would get frustrated. Like, how can you not get a swing to handstand? You're literally swinging to handstand. Just stop and handstand, you know? And then I realized that it doesn't make sense for me to be to be a bit pushy with the kid if they don't feel ready. If they don't feel ready, try something new. Work, work at different angle. Start over. Always go back to the drawing board. If something is not working, go back, take it a few steps back, start again from the beginning and build up again. Maybe you'll pick up something new or maybe you, you use the wrong technique or some sort. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's uh it's it's a challenge on its own being a coach plus understanding the kids because not all kids can be coached the same some kids have a high a high intensity drive and some kids don't you know so you can have you can have the one kid who's dying to learn a double flip and then you can have the one kid who's like no i'm happy doing four draws so you kind of also have to adjust yourself with how you talk and how you deal with them individually. As a group, it's different. And individually, it's also different. It's almost like you develop these personalities that works for this person and there's another one that works for this one. It's almost like you split yourself into these like seven characters so that you can be able to work with him. Oh, there's another one. Oh, Johnny. Okay. Then you can communicate and also you want to communicate in a way that you guys understand each other. There is no, there is no miscommunication. Yeah. That means for you is different teach one-on-one with groups when you is your favorite. Um, you don't have favorite. I mean, that definitely one-on-one always works better. And the group also is, is always good. And the reason I say the group, the group is good because if you look at if you look at the group classes, there's always a rivalry that happens among the among the kids. I mean, I went through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, oh, he he can he can he can do a flip back set now. Hmm. I bet I can also get it. There's always it's a, a healthy competition. Yeah, yeah, it's a healthy competition. It's a challenge. Continuous. Yeah. It's it's fun to see that happen. Inspiring. In, in, yeah, inspiring. it's inspiring. You know, it's it's fun to see that happen in a in a in a class. That is that is good. And then for one on ones, the only downfall about the one on ones would be that that feeling of competition. Like, oh, I want to do better. Oh, I want to push a little more. I want to do this. You know. And the the good the good parts about the one on ones. Uh, you get to give them your 200% attention. You can see everything. In a group, sometimes you're not always going to see everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you always set up different stations, everyone is working there, and someone's working there. Different motivations. Yes, yeah. And with the one-on-one, it's... The the good thing about it is is the time that you get to spend with that person. You spend it, spend it time with that person. You can achieve a lot more, and also you get to learn more about the kid. More technical, yeah, yeah. Get to learn more. Other than yeah, like I said, with the group, the only, the only slight downfall is you're not always going to be able to see everyone. Sometimes you're going to miss the, the good turn. Like the other day, I had the one kid like ah, oh, I just did ten circles. Like what? I didn't see it. No, 
because I was helping the other kid with his um <clears throat> his um flares on that. Like, oh, okay, well, when you go again, let me know so I can turn around and look, you know. So I always try to be present and try to see everything. But I'm not always gonna see everything in a group. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll miss some stuff, but I'm always I always try to make sure that I'm around and I'm able to see these things. Yeah. Perfect. Sips, what is your dream like a coach? You have a dream like a coach? Mm. Indeed I do, actually. My dream would be to and I I I know it's a, it's a bit of a tough one, but I want to produce not the best because that that's something, but I want to say the best. I want to produce the best version of an all-round gymnast that I can. And not just not just a perfect all-rounder, but someone who is who is able to adjust to that environment that they put under. Because a lot of people crack under pressure. I want to be able to have a gymnast that can say, okay, I'm doing this competition. I'm nervous, but I'm gonna do it. Because most of the kids nowadays, they they go to competitions, like they've been practicing for like months. They know the skills, they know what they have to do, they know the routines. And then they get on podium. Emotion, yeah, Oof. mind. They forget the routine. Some of them forget the skills. Some of them change their mind halfway through the routine. You know, so basically, I wanna I wanna be able to produce a gymnast who is not just mentally tough, but very adaptable to the situation. Wow, this is a nice capacity and everything. Now, how you say that, I think about COVID. Imagine how the athletes they adapt. The adaptation maybe is yeah. one of the more strongest skill of the humans. Yeah, you know the species. Mm-hmm. Adapt. Yeah. Okay, got it. I like it. <laughs> What is your this is a, oh, sorry, I will do this question. Your more sad experience in gymnastics. Man, the sad experience ever was um 2014 Africa Championships. That is one of many, but this one is by far the top. The top because I have been training for forever to to actually showcase my my skills. So we did Africa Championships and I qualified for Pamlos. I think I qualified like third or something. Yeah. And in my routine for Pamlos, I remember I was I've been training Pamlos forever and for maybe like the last two months. I've always done my routine. I hit my routine without falling, no errors. And on that day, I literally saluted, like, okay, you're nervous, that's fine, it's normal. You've gotten this routine at least, at least nine out of 10 hits. At least nine out of 10 every time. I go up, the routine starts, finish, clean, done. 
And then on this very particular day, I remember getting up. Okay, I've been doing this. I don't know. I think maybe I got a little overly confident with myself. Maybe I got a little bit too too cocky for myself that I I screwed up. So I saluted, and then the first thing I did because the first the first move I had in my routine was a was a major sabato. Saluted, step in, one, two. Usually when I do my make, I'll be like, okay, one circle, just to get the feel. Two circle, prepare to travel. Then a third of us are traveling. I remember getting up, one, two. I literally fell. And I was like, what? What just happened? (laughs) And then you hear the judges say, 30 seconds. It's okay. I fell, so I've I've lost the full mark. All right, let's see. <clears throat> okay, got up. Bit of chalk. Get up. Did my mega. Did my sivado. And then after my sivado, I'm supposed to do like a ten eighty when the swings on the end. Just before I started, crashed again. And then, like, I literally felt my soul leaving my body at that moment. I was like, I literally froze. It's like, what on earth is happening? How is this possible? I've been getting, I've been hitting my routines, like, for the past months and everything. I've never fallen twice on my routine. It's like, oh, God, okay. And then, fix my head again, get ready. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Fell again. I think, or in total, I think I fell about four or five times, and I got the lowest score. And I remember one of my one of my best friends in the team. We continued the team together. He literally sat there and looked at me, and it was like we literally just looked at each other. I was walking towards him. It was like. I sat down in shock and my friend is like, we will pick it up on Abba. It's okay. It was, it was the most bizarre moment. And I was like, sat there. I was like, I looked at him. It's like, you'll pick it up on Abba. It's not over yet. I'm like, what it is. And you was confused. I, I was just confused and surprised basically everything in one go because I was like how did this happen well like I, I, I didn't I didn't understand it and then I'm like okay in the back of my head I'm like okay cool I remember when I started gymnastics I was told it's not an easy sport so if anything ever happened in gymnastics if it will happen if something happens it happens you know you're not always gonna have your success Hit routines every time. Some days are going to be perfect. Some days are not going to be perfect. But it's how you cope and deal with the with the lows at a time rather than the ups. So mm. the ups are always great. No one overlooks the ups, but the lows that's the one that people try to avoid. But that's when you look at it and you're like, okay, cool. Um, I messed up my pom lows. Okay, I still have hyper. 
I messed it up. I need to think ahead now. That's in the past. It's done. There's nothing I can do about it. Move forward. Try to fix it on the next uh, on the next event. Next thing you've got, you've got rings. You've got vaults to still go through. You've still got PBAS to go through. You've still got Hyper to go through. You know? And usually if you mess up that early in your competition, it's kind of like gives you that, oh my God, what am I going to do now? You kind of like your doubts, your insecurities, everything that you've never really thought would ever happen. When they come in, they come in flooding. All together. All together. So it's it's a very tough moment. It's a very tough moment. That's why that's why I, that's why I said I would really prefer to make an emotional, I mean a mentally tough gymnast. I'm not saying, oh yeah, that happened. Forget about it. You don't move on. No. I'm saying if it happens. Be prepared, be ready. Pre- be, be prepared. It's for gymnastics. It's yeah. happened. It's gymnastics. Anything might happen. You might be you might be doing a round of backflip. You've done it for 20 years. Thousand and you're not gonna get it right one day. A good a good example. It was the silliest thing I've ever done. <clears throat> I think um I think it was like three years ago. I was um we're doing um we're doing like a, a fun game warm-up, uh, gymnastics type with the kids. And it was I think it was like a Saturday morning or something. So you're doing tag with the kids, and one of them's like, oh, I haven't seen you do a back tag, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What do you mean? A back tag? <laughs> Not even a double? Come on, get out of here. So I was like, okay, cool. And I remember standing up, setting up for the back tag, and one of the coaches was there. So I'm like, whoop. And then halfway through my back tag, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the next thing, boom, I land on my head. No way. Like, you know when you do a headstand? Yeah. That was me, like, feet up. And I literally landed on my head and like a, a second pose upside down before I fell over. You feel all your spine <laughs> one with each other. Just like that, straight line. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone is laughing. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> Did I really just land on my head on this stupid backtack? No ways. And then the kids were laughing. And I'm like, that is confusing. And even one of our colleagues was like, are you okay? What was that? And I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know. I've done, I've done like millions of backflips. I've done them out with friends i've done them at the beach I've and done your birthday you make 30 you remember yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i've done 25 bad flips in a row never landed on my head and then this one time i landed on my head it's like oh, i guess some days are good some days are not they find your surprise <laughs> yeah. uh, moment yeah, yeah. You, don't, you didn't no, expect i didn't because i mean i've done back tax for i don't know 22 years 20 years i still do back tax every now and Every once in a while. I mean, now you have in your album a new one, a new way how to land. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> and then later, I remembered that. Oh yeah, I was doing a back tag. And the reason why I didn't finish the back tag, I stopped halfway because I was thinking about my wallet. No. So I was like, you mix up the. Yeah, I, I have no idea what happened, and I was like, okay, cool. Back tag halfway through, like, my wallet. 
Escuela del Sur. Don't forget to subscribe, give us a 5-star rating, and check out all the episodes available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, LinkedIn, and YouTube as Escuela del Sur. See you next time! <laughs>